Welcome to Hope Assembly of God Online. We believe no matter the journey, there is always hope. This is a recording of our live Sunday sermon, unedited, uncut, real. It is Veterans Day weekend, and uh, it is a weekend we, we honor our veterans and all their sacrifice and all that they've done for us. And uh, so with that, just one more time, can we have all the people who are vets stand for just a moment? If you have served in the military, can we have a round of applause for all our military veterans today? Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Um, it's important. It's important. Our kids, uh, our young people who are still here, uh, we have some of our young um, youth group age kids still in the service. It's important for you guys to be able to see those who have served something greater than themselves. And uh, they don't always look for recognition. Uh, most of the time you wouldn't even know that a lot of them have served in the military until days like this where you, you see them stand up and then you say, oh, I didn't even know. Uh, but um, it is important for us to remember. It's important for us to look to them and, and understand that they are, are worthy of honor. Um, this weekend is Veterans Day weekend. And uh, as I was thinking through this week about uh, what it is to be a veteran and what it is to serve, I began to realize that there are parallels between being a veteran and being a Christian. Um, there, are, there are certain themes that kind of run alongside each other. Uh, there, there are things that I thought about my military service and, and things that I thought about uh, that the Lord has done in me and, and helped me with. And I said, man, there's some really common things in both of these uh, areas of life. Um, there's even an old Christian song. I don't know if you guys remember it. I'm sure most of us do. It's, I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, sir. I mean, it's the first thing that pops to your mind once you hear it. You say, I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, yes sir. sir. Right? And, and it's one of those, it just jumps in there. I don't even, I, I can tell you, I, I was, we stopped going to church when I was very little. My parents, when I was very, very young, took us to church. But they stopped when we were really, really little. But I still remember that. Of all things, this week when I was thinking through this, I was like, I remember that song. I wonder if it had something to do with me joining the military. I don't know. But, um, but this week, uh, I thought it might be good for us to explore some of these common themes between being a veteran and serving in the military and also serving uh, the Lord. So it might be helpful for us to start by defining the term and, and the, what it means to be a veteran. So I have a slide for us here. I got this from VA.org, and it says, Title 38 of the Code of Federal Regulations, sounds very official, uh, defines a veteran as a person who serves in the active military, naval, or air service, and who was discharged or released under conditions other than dishonorable. This definition explains that any individual that completed a service for any branch of the armed forces classifies as a veteran as long as they were not dishonorably discharged. So now that we have a, a definition of what it means to be a veteran, we can see that there, there are three main things that kind of jumped out to me uh, in this that we're going to take a look at today. Three things that kind of line up with what it means to be a Christian. 
And so this week we're going to be looking at what it takes to become a veteran in the Lord's Army. Now, again, uh, we were online and I was talking and I looked over, I saw Kenny, I said, you know what? I don't really care for the wording of that. And I actually think I might look to petition to have that changed to uh, I'm in the Lord's Marine Corps because the army, I'm just not for it. I don't know if you guys know, there's just something inside of you that just seems wrong about it now. Uh, before when I was a child and I thought as a child, I thought it was fine. But now that I'm an adult and I've grown, it just doesn't seem right to me anymore. I don't know. And I've just alienated, you know, all of the army people in here. Uh, no, they know it's all in good fun. It's actually, it's actually really funny. The Marine Corps hymn is the only military song in which we take a shot at the other branches of service. Um, the, and actually, in the, in the third verse, it says, If the army and the navy ever look on heaven's scenes, they will find the streets are guarded, by United States Marines. So now I don't know who gets the short end of that. So while you guys are chilling out at the pool, we're going to be standing guard duty in heaven. So that doesn't seem very fair to me, though, either. Kind of the way it was on deployment as well. Uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway, anyway, all that now that all the fun is over, um, <laughs> let's jump into God's word here in Matthew chapter four. It says this. Uh, Matthew chapter 4, verse 10 says, Jesus said to him, all right, this is during the temptation. This is during the time where uh, the, Jesus was baptized, comes out, goes out into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, no food, no drink, no anything. And then the devil comes and he's tempting him. And uh, this is the final temptation that he faces where the devil comes to him and he says, hey, if you just worship me, I will give you all of the, the, the nations of the world that to, to rule over. I will, I will put you in charge over the entire world if you just worship me. And Jesus says this. He says, uh, Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Serve him only. The first parallel that we see between being a, a Christian and also being in the military is service. You have to sign up to be in the military. You have to sign up. Uh, we are blessed to be living in a time in our country's history in which we have an all-volunteer military. Nobody tells you that you have to be in the military now. It's, it's not forced upon you. There has been times in our country's history uh, all throughout our country's history where there have been different periods in which it has been forced upon people to join the military. There are other places in our uh, world today where people don't have the option. You hit a certain age and you have to perform a certain amount of military service before you can be released from it. So we are, we are very blessed to live in a nation where we have a military comprised entirely of people who want to be there, who want to be doing it, who want to be uh, serving and, 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 and who have taken that step to step forward. Uh, there may be a time in our future, we don't know. Uh, every young man, and I believe it changed to women now. I believe uh, in the equality fight, uh, the women have won the right to have to sign up for selective service now. Uh, I don't know if they have to or if they can. I'm not sure if there's a difference there. I'd have to look at it. But every man, uh, for, for a long time now, once you turn 18, you're forced to sign up 
for uh, the Selective Service in case there's ever a draft again in our country. Because we know that there could come a time where we have to start bringing people in because there's a war that's getting out of control and we just need more people to fight it. Thankfully, 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 we are not in one of those days right now. Um, everyone serving today is doing so because they have chosen it. There is no one forcing them. They had to step forward. They had to raise their hand. They had to do the crazy duck walk at MEPS, which every military member will know what I'm talking about. You had to do those crazy things to step forward and say, I'm going to serve. I'm going to do what I can for my country. Uh, the same thing is true in the Lord's army as well. No one is going to force you to serve the Lord. You have to choose it. It's a decision that you have to make. You have to decide whether you're going to step forward and you're going to come and you're going to be a part of what the Lord is doing. It is something that you must choose to do. God is not going to make you do it. You don't get drafted into the, the, the Lord's army. You don't get pulled in uh, against your will. Uh, I once heard somebody refer to it as God is a gentleman and he will never force himself on you. He is going to have you come to him. He gives you the opportunity. He puts the situations in place to be able to have you be able to choose it. He supplies the invitation. He says, hey, I want you. I'm accepting you. Come in. Welcome. You know, I've given, I've paid for it already. Come receive that. I want you to be a part. But he doesn't say that you have to. He doesn't force you to do it. He just gives you that invitation. You have to be willing. You have to be willing to do it. You're being recruited in a way um, to come and to serve the greatest group that will ever exist. You know, our military, as great as it is, we have our flaws. We have our flaws. Everybody who's served in the military has seen it. They know uh, that there's, there's good and bad parts of every military. Um, but... The, the thing that the Lord is trying to tell us to come and be a part of, there's nothing bad about it. It's all good. It's all good. But you have to enlist. It's up to you. And it's important for you to make the right choice on this. Because you're going to make a choice either way. You're either going to choose to do it or you're going to choose not to do it. Please make the right choice. It is so important for your life and for, for all that you do that you make this right decision in this area. Which brings us to point number two. So you have to, you have to serve, right? There's, like I said, there's three things that uh, require, are required for you to be a veteran. Uh, the first is you have to have served. The second is you must complete your service. You must complete your service. In the military, if you decide to end your service before your enlistment time is up, you're in trouble. It's not going to go well for you if you decide that your time's over and they say it's not. Right? You can't just leave whenever you feel like. In the military, you, 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 know, you can't just do whatever you want to do. Uh, you're under no obligation to sign up. You do not have to go sign up for our military, but once you do... You're in until your time of service is up. And if you try to cut out and go do your own thing, they're not going to be happy with you. 
Um, there, there's something that we call that being a deserter in the military. It means that you have chosen to uh, desert your post, desert uh, the other people with you, and to run off and go do your own thing. Uh, there's not much in the military that's worse than being called a deserter. It's one of the worst things that you could do because not only are you rejecting the country, and not only are you rejecting what you've said you're going to do, but you're also rejecting all the men and women that you're serving with because now they have to pick up the slack for you. Now they have to stand extra watch because there's, you're, you're not there anymore. Now they have to not have somebody watching their back because you decided to go off and do your own thing. There's not much in the, will, in the military worse than saying, you know what, I know we're all in this together, but you guys are all in this together. I'm going to do my own thing. Um, I served in the Marine Corps Reserve. And we got orders that we were getting activated to go to Iraq. And so the way orders work is it's, it's, it's interesting. They give you this piece of paper. We were there, you know, at one point. They, set, they give us this paper, piece of paper. They sit us down. They make us sign it and all this stuff. And it says, basically, you have a certain day that you're required to show up here, and if you're not here that day, you're in trouble. We're letting you know, you're right here, you're signing for it, you know this day you need to be here or else we're coming for you. And they give you, it's even on the order, it's funny, because it tells you that day, right? So it says, if you're not here before 11.59 p.m. that day, if it strikes midnight, it is now a new day and you are not here, you are now AWOL. And we are sending the police to come look for you. And uh, so our unit gets activated. And everybody shows up. Everybody's there that, you know, that day and stuff. We all get there at different times of the day. Some people showed up 11.35, 11.50 because they wanted to wait as long as they could. You know, whatever it was. And there was, there was one person. There was one person who decided that they weren't going to show up. Uh, out of our whole unit, we all said, hey, you know, this is what we signed up for. This is what we were going to do. It may not be convenient. My wife was pregnant at the time uh, with our first son. It wasn't a convenient time to leave. It wasn't a convenient time. She's, you know, in, in the middle of her pregnancy. So I'm leaving her. She, I think she had a couple months left of, of her pregnancy, and I'm leaving, and I'm like, hey, you know, good luck getting everything set up on your own here. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll see you in a, in, in a year. And... Um, it was an inconvenient time, but it's when I was told that I had to come and, and to do my duty. And so I showed up to do my duty. Well, we had one guy who decided not to. And uh, they sent the police looking for him. And he wasn't at his house. And so they kept looking for him. And uh, we, were, we went initially down to 29, or, uh, uh, Pendleton, down in North Carolina, or not Pendleton, uh, Lejeune, down in North Carolina. We did some training there, and then we went out to 29 Palms out in California, and we were doing training out in the desert. While we were out there, before we actually made it over into Iraq, word came down, they got him. They got him. He was out there, and oh, they made sure that everybody knew about it, too. They said, we found him. And uh, he was out, he was, he was driving, and he got pulled over for whatever reason, and right in the computer, it said, deserter. This guy decided not to show up. And so they took him into custody. The MPs came and got him, took him down, and he was in the brig. 
And uh, there, I don't know what ultimately came of it, the court hearings and all the other stuff. I'm sure it's on his record and all these different things. I'm sure he got punished for all that. I know that when we got back from our deployment, that he was still in the brig. So I don't know what ultimately happened to him, but he was, you know, he only had a couple of weeks left on his contract when we got activated. And that's why he thought, like, well, I shouldn't have to go. We're going to be gone for a year. Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and once you get activated, you're activated for a year, and you can be done when we get back. And he, he took some kind of, you know, uh, offense to that. And he wound up sitting in a prison cell until after we got back. So uh, not, not a wise decision for him. Um, so in order to be considered a veteran, though, you have to complete your service. You can't just jump out midway through. Um, you know going in that you have to give up some of your personal freedoms in order to protect the freedoms of others. That's what our military does. We have the ability in our country. Our country is so amazing. You can go do whatever you want in our country, right? When you sign up for the military, you're saying, you know what? I'm going to now limit some of my freedom so that I can make sure that others have the freedom that uh, we're trying to protect and provide for them. And again, the same is true as a Christian. The same is true as a Christian. We need to complete our time of service. Uh, Paul says in 2 Timothy 4, he says, I have fought the good fight and I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there's in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. There may be some people here today who are going through a difficult time. You're going through some hardship. This past year has been so difficult for people. People feeling alone. People being, the lockdown, the lockdown was hard on people. And there are people in our country who have been suffering over this past year. There are people who are going through things right now. And you might be here today and you're saying, I'm thinking of jumping ship. I can't do this anymore. Why would God allow a pandemic? Why would God allow this difficulty in my life? Why would God allow this suffering? And you're thinking, I'm done. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's not going to be any better for you. The Bible tells us that rain falls on the just and the unjust. It's one of my favorite portions of Scripture. You know why? Because it means that we're all going to suffer. You say, wait, why is that, why is that one of your favorite? Because it means that me as a Christian, I'm not just suffering and that the people who are outside of Christianity aren't. It means that me serving the Lord, me choosing to say, Lord, I want to be a part of what you're doing, doesn't mean that I'm going to have any worse than somebody else. They're going to have their problems too. They're just going to have them alone. They're not going to have God in their corner. They're not going to have God on their side, helping them through that difficulty, guiding them and leading them, showing them the way out of the difficulty. They're going to have to try and figure it out by themselves. 
I took a trip down to uh, Washington, D.C. yesterday. My mom was staying with her sister. I had to go down, pick her up, and bring her back. I don't know how to get to Washington, D.C. Thank God for GP. Remember maps? Oh, man. You had to bust out a map. You're trying to you have the book. You're trying to figure plot things out on your way before you go. It was a, ugh, it was a headache, right? Now I got a little thing right there on the thing. It's telling me what to do. Hey, turn left. All right, I'll turn left. I don't know what, where, where am I going. I don't know where I am right now. And, and, and we get, you know, I get down there. I'm able to get my mom past the Pentagon, all that. It was pretty cool. I saw a lot of cool stuff. Washington Monument, Capitol Building, all that stuff. I had to drive right past all that stuff. Anyway, get down there, pick up my mom. I'm bringing her back. We get so lost if we don't know. You know, I would have no clue, no clue if I didn't have that GPS telling me what I was doing. That's how it is for people who are going through this world without God to kind of come alongside them and show them the right way to go. You might get where you want to go, but you'll be stumbling and bumping into everything and having all kinds of problems, detours, going way out of the way on your way there. God will help you to see your way through all of the craziness. He's not telling you that he's going to, to, to lift you up out of the craziness right away. He says, I'm going to get you through it, though. And one day, you'll get to a point where there is no more craziness. One day, you'll get to the place where you're not in pain anymore. One day, you'll be at a place where there's not any more suffering. I'll get you there. But I'm going to have to bring you through some things before you get there. Don't give up. We're fighting a war every day. We're fighting a war every day while we're here. Fighting against our own sinful nature. Fighting against the world. Fighting against all the things that come against us to try to keep us from serving God. Don't give up the fight. Don't give up the fight. The Apostle Paul says, I have finished the race. And what he's saying is, I have served God all the way to the very end. I didn't quit halfway. When I was being stoned, I didn't give up. When I was shipwrecked, I didn't stop. When they were beating me, I continued to serve God. Don't give up today. Don't give up ever. Because you'll just be out there on your own trying to figure out how to get through this life. God will guide you through. It might be difficult, but he'll get you to the other side. Paul completed his time of service here on earth. And now he's looking forward to the heaven that awaits him. And he says, I can't wait to get there. He's writing this from prison. He says, I've finished my fight. I've completed my race. And he's writing to Timothy saying, you're just getting started. You're just getting started. But guess what? God will be with you. Stay strong. Continue on. And there will be a reward waiting for you. Don't give up today. Don't give up today. There is hope. There's a reason we have named our church hope. It's because so many people feel hopeless. There is hope for you today. Don't give up. Don't give up. So you got to sign up. 
You got to serve all the way through to the end. And then point number three, you must complete your service in an honorable way, in an honorable way. In the military, you must obey the orders of those appointed over you. The, the tough thing in the military is you're always, you always feel like the lowest person on the totem pole, right? There's like so many people above you. There's all these people who make all these decisions. You're always way down on the pile most of the time, unless you're one of these generals, which I don't know. I think they're just born generals. I've never seen anybody become a general. I don't know how that happens. But um, you have these people, and they're making all these decisions and all that stuff up there, and you're just obeying the orders of the people above you. Uh, the tough thing is that you understand that they don't always know what they're talking about. Those people who are up there and making these decisions, you're like, yeah, it's great they're making that decision up there. We're down here, and that ain't going to work, right? And so you're sitting there, and you're going through this thing, and you're like, man, I don't know how this is going to, you know. What's even worse is, right, when you're out there, and you're on the front lines, and you're getting ready to do something, and you know that they do know what they're doing, that they've made a decision, that they've had to face a difficulty of knowing exactly what they're doing, but it still means people are going to die. It has to happen sometimes. Sometimes they have to make a call that losing lives is better than losing the war. That's tough. That's tough. But when you serve in the military, you don't get to pick and choose which orders you follow. You don't get to say, I'm going to do this, but I'm not going to do that. You know that you're being sent into a situation that you might get killed, that you'll probably get killed, and you still have to go anyway. And people do it all the time. They say, this is crazy. I don't know what they're thinking. Let's go. That's the military. That's the military. You need to be willing to move forward even if it's going to cost you. So much about being a Christian means that we have to be willing to do things for God. When you serve and do those difficult things, though, when you've completed it, when you're doing it, when you're told, go Kick down that door, knowing, and I don't know what you were talking about, Kenny. The windows get kicked out. The doors get kicked in. I don't know. You said the windows and the doors kicked out. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. You kick in a door. Everybody knows that. I don't Totally went the wrong way. Anyway, um, <laughs> when you're out there and you're told to go kick through that door, and you're told to go in and breach that house, and you know there's somebody on the other side and that it's not going to go well, you still got to go through the door. When you do that, when you do what you're asked to do, then you have served honorably. You have to serve honorably. It means obeying the orders that you're given. It means doing the things you've been told to do, even if they're tough, even if you know it's going to cost you, even if it's going to be difficulty. That's when you've served honorably. And much like the military, God wants us to serve honorably. And the way he tells us that we serve honorably, he says, you'll obey my commands. In John chapter 14, he says, if you love me, 
You will obey my commands. Here's the trick. Unlike the military, unlike the military, when God tells us to obey his commands, it's because he knows everything. You look at the military guys and you're like, I don't think they have all the information. They're telling us to go do this. I don't know if that's the right way to go. God knows. He knows it all. And he's saying, go this way because it's what's best for you. Trust me, I'll get you where you need to go. Two weeks ago, um, pastor was here and he was preaching. And he was talking about rest. He was talking about how it's important for us to rest. We get so much. We go so much. In our country especially, man, it's all go, 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 go. Other countries, they like to relax more. They're laid back. Uh, you know, uh, Marcello back there, I know he talks about Italy. Man, they say like a meal takes how long? Like forever, right? Like it's days it could be a meal could last, right? Thank God for Italy. Anyway, um, you could sit there and you could sit down and get up three days later with an even bigger belly. And you're just like, that was a great dinner. You know, and, and you go through. They're laid back in our country. It's go, 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 go. We're always moving, always doing something. And pastor said, hey, you need to rest. You need to rest. And God tells us that he wants us to obey the Sabbath. God tells us to keep the Sabbath. It's one of his commands to us. But he does this not because he needs rest. It's because he knows that we need the rest. God knows what's best for us. So when he gives us a command and he says, I want you to do this, it's because he knows that's what's best for us. Not good for us, not okay for us, not, well, it could be either way for us. It's, this is the way you should go. I'm telling you that because I know. And so God tells us to serve in an honorable way. God gives to us these benefits. We might not like these commands at the time. There's times where, where you might say, well, God's told me not to lie in this situation, but I really think I should lie to this person right now because I might get in trouble if I tell the truth. It would really be more convenient to lie. So in the moment, we might want to do that thing, but God says, no, trust me. Trust me. I have your best in mind. Obey my command. It might cost you something, but it's what's best for you. And I guarantee, I guarantee that when we get in, in that moment going in, we could say, I don't know if this is right. I don't know if this is the best way to go. But I guarantee you, if we get to the other side and we get to the end of life and we look back, it's when you look back, right? When we get there and we look back, we'll be happy that we obeyed those commands. We're going to be happy for every command we kept when we look back. That's what will make us satisfied. When we get to the end of life, we will be happy if we can say that we served in an honorable way. And what's going to be even better is if we get to heaven and God says, you served in an honorable way. Well done, my good and faithful servant. 
you served me in the right way. I guarantee you'll be happy in that day. You know, in the military, when you sign up, you sign up never fully knowing what it's going to cost you. You don't know. When I, sur- when I signed up, uh, we went, it was 2003. Um, we, it was January 2003. We just went to war with Iraq. February, I went and I signed up for the military. I told, I asked my girlfriend at the time, Val, who is now my wife. I came to her, I said, hey, I'm really thinking about signing up for the military. She was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's no problem. That's no big deal. All right, I didn't think you'd take it so good. So the next day I went and talked to her recruiter, came back and said, hey, I signed up for the military. She said, what? (laughs) I didn't think you were serious. (laughs) You know, you said it was okay. I talked to you first. I don't know, whatever. (laughs) All right, Uh, too late now, but I forget where I was going. Anyway, signed up. Never, I didn't know. I knew that I'd probably end up over in, 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 at war. That's what I was kind of hoping for at the time, to be honest with you. I said, I know I'll get sent over at some point. I'm going to sign up for the reserves because I have a life, and I kind of like my life right now. So I don't want to get sent wherever they feel like sending me. So I signed up for the reserves, but I said, but I want to go. I want to go fight for our country. I signed up knowing that that would happen, but I didn't know everything. I didn't know that I'd be getting pulled out when, when my first son's getting ready to be born, be pulled away from my wife and my family. I didn't know all of what would come. You sign up never really knowing what it's going to cost you and never really knowing where you're going to be sent. But in the end, it doesn't matter. You don't care about that when you're signing up because you just want to make a difference. You want to help to protect other people. That's why you sign up. No one in the military signs up so that they can be called a veteran of war. We don't do it for a title. They sign up so that you can make a difference for others. As Christians, we can make a difference for others. And we can make a far greater difference than any veteran. We can help to not just save people's lives, but their eternities. What we do in following the Lord, in choosing to serve him, in choosing to give our lives to him, it makes a difference. It makes a difference. Serve. Finish your time of service here on earth. And do it honorably. And God can make a difference. As we prepare to leave today, I believe the Lord would tell us, come sign up. Come sign up. Come and serve. I promise, I promise that you will make a difference. I promise that it will be worth it. If you're here today and you have never taken that step to say, Lord, I want to be a part of all that you're doing. I want you to forgive me. I want you to come into my life. I want to live for you. Don't delay any longer. Don't delay any longer. If you're here and you 
have never done that, say, Lord, I want to serve you. And you will never regret it. We have hard times. Will rain fall? Yes. But it'll fall without the Lord too. Come serve the Lord. He'll guide you through and you'll be blessed for it. Won't you pray with me? <sighs> Heavenly Father, I'm so grateful for this opportunity to come into your house today and be able to share your word with your people. The people who have said, we're going to step forward. We're going to sign up. We're going we're to serve the Lord. I'm so grateful for the people who have done that, Lord. But I know that there might be someone here today who has never taken that step. And God, I just pray right at this moment that you would be with them. Let your Holy Spirit come and minister to their heart today. And if you're here today and you've never asked Jesus for forgiveness of your sins, if you've never said, Lord, I want to live for you, reveal yourself to me, you could do that right now. You could do that right now. And as you do that, you just say, Lord, come be in my heart. Please forgive me. Come be in my heart. Just pray to him right now, right in your seat. And the Lord will come. He'll forgive you of your sin. He'll lift you up. He'll make your life better than it's ever been. I guarantee it. And he will bless you as a result. If you've never done that today, I encourage you to do that. And Lord, I just pray that if somebody does that here this morning, that you would just give them just an incredible filling of your Holy Spirit today. That they would know that you are with them. That they know that they are no longer alone in this world. And Father, for all those who are here this morning who have already signed up and have been serving you for years, God, help them to finish strong. Help them to continue to fight that fight. If there's somebody here who's been thinking about giving up, Lord, I pray that you would speak to their hearts right now and remind them of who you are, Lord, and how you can bless them and provide for them how you'll see him through it. Help us to serve honorably, Lord. We all wander so much, Lord. Help us to get it right. Forgive us for all the things before this very moment. As we come and lay this down before you, please forgive our ignorance, Lord, our sinfulness. And help us to move forward in a God-honoring way. Serving you the way that you deserve to be served. And I pray that you'd bless us as a result. Be with your people this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to Hope Online Podcast. For more information about Hope Assembly of God, go to www.godgivesyouhope.com dot com or download our app in the app store.